0: Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. This is Joe McCall, the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And I love doing this episode because we're gonna be talking about data. We're gonna be talking about software and tools and how, the, the, how you can use PropStream specifically uh, for growing your real estate investing business. And this PropStream is huge. When it came out and they contacted me, well, I don't know, four or five years ago, I was skeptical. I was like, nah, I don't know, right? And I started digging into it. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's nothing else like this right now out there. And there's a lot of other companies that provide data and they're good, you know, but there is something special about PropStream, and we're going to be talking about PropStream with a good friend of mine and a guest from the company, Burton. We'll be talking about PropStream, some of the new things that they've been doing introducing that are the cool features that I really, really love. And one of them that I'm most excited about is called List Automator. So we're going to be talking all things PropStream, everything I love, about prop stream. We're gonna be talking about that here in this podcast. All right. So we're gonna bring on Burton Alecondo. Burton, how are you, man? I think you're muted. There you are.
1: I'm very well, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. And everybody watching, I Appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
0: I love it, guys. Hey, listen, we are live right now. Um, We'll be releasing this later as an audio podcast at Real Estate Investing Mastery. But if you're watching this on YouTube and you've got any questions, even Facebook, if you type them in the comments right now, we'll be able to pull them up and and share and ask them to Burton and get some of his feedback. So again, Burton, welcome. Glad you're here. I want to get right to the point. One of the things I love about PropStream is the, the 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 huge amount of data that it has, and I'm able to look up any property anywhere in the a country and get a tremendous amount of data on it, like when it was sold, uh, what the mortgages are on it, you know, who owns it, all of the tax data, um, also the, the from the county records, but also the mortgage data that's on the house. And one of the coolest things that I've been doing lately is I've been pulling lists of older properties on Redfin. In other words, I've been pulling properties that have been on the MLS for over 30 days, over 60 days from Redfin. And I've downloaded them into a spreadsheet and I've uploaded it into PropStream using the list automator tool. And PropStream will give back to me all of the data. It'll append the data to that list of all of the properties. I'll get the names of the owners, the address of the owners, and I can pull out which one of those properties. And usually it's 35 to 50% of those properties will be free and clear. There's no mortgage on them. And so I can send special marketing to the owners and to the realtors of those older listings because I was able to pull that data out of PropStream. So I'm excited about PropStream. I'm a huge fan and I've been talking about it for years and years and I'm proud to say I'm one of the first guys to promote PropStream as well. There's some other guys like Max Maxwell and and um, what's his name, Brent Daniels and guys like that who have been promoting it, who have bigger audiences, but I am one of the first. Just wanted to say that. <laughs>
1: How you doing, Burton? I'm doing extremely well. Again, thank you for having me. I, since the last time we've spoke, we've had major updates, and yeah, I'm sure there's some people that are still, you know, trying to figure out what it is, and so hopefully we can clear up the fog today. All right. So I want to talk about PropStream. You guys, if you're interested in
0: this, you can get a seven day free trial at PropStream Joe. PropStreamJoe.com. PropStreamJoe.com. You can get a seven-day free trial. It's $97 a month. It's the best $97 a month that you'll ever spend in your real estate investing business. There's two tools that you need. You need a CRM, and I recommend FreedomSoft, right? But you're going to need a list provider. And and FreedomSoft, I get this question. I'm just going to answer it right now because I get it 100 times a day. Should I get... PropStream or FreedomSoft? Or what's the difference between FreedomSoft and PropStream? They're completely different. Now, FreedomSoft will give you data, but only about 10% of the data that PropStream will get you. And why you need PropStream is when you're looking at a specific house and you're doing research on it, you want the comps, you want to find out who owns it, how long have they owned it, what's the mailing address of the owner. You can get all of that data and a lot more from PropStream. PropStream is going to give you lists like liens and tax delinquents and vacants and absentee owners, and high equity, low equity, free and clear, and pre-probate's a new thing that we're going to get you. So PropStream is your data friend. It's where you're going to get all your data. Your CRM, like FreedomSoft or whatever else you use, is going where you manage the leads once you get them. That makes sense? All right, cool. With that said, Burton, should we just... How about we share my screen? Would that be all right? Yeah,
1: yeah, let's go for
0: it. I'm gonna open it up right here. So when you go to propstreamjoe.com like this, you see here, uh, you're gonna be taken to the uh, page where you can get a seven-day free trial, okay? Again, I use this every single day in my business, multiple times a day. All right, now here's PropStream. One of the cool things that we see here is the pre-probate data. And we're going to show that in just a minute. Um, And you have a mobile app, which I've been playing a lot with lately, Burton. what does the mobile app do?
1: So it's essentially what I like to call a cheat sheet on the go. So we know at times you can't take your laptop with you or your tablet with you. So what we've done is we've allowed you to take our data on the go. So the mobile app, is free with your subscription. You don't pay any extra for it. You just log in using the same username and password. But you can pull up the same property details on our desktop on the mobile app. So when you're at a property, talking to the homeowner face-to-face, you can see their property information, their financial information, and any of the situational data like the lien information, the pre-foreclosure information. You can run comps on this mobile app And because we know you're going to use it for driving for dollars, we've even included some driving for dollars features in there. So the ability to record your drive and the properties saved along that route, skip tracing, sending postcards. And we have a unique filter called set filters and drive where you can build a list around a radius that you're in and look for properties that fit a certain category that you want.
0: Awesome. I love it. We should go here to the main sales page and just talk about what it does. You can identify leads so you can get lists, you can do research on properties, and you can market to your leads. Those are the three main things that you can do with PropStream, right? And we'll show you how that actually works here in just a minute. And you get comprehensive nationwide data, property search generate targeted leads of accurate comps. The comps are amazing. I love that you get comps from the MLS and the county records. You can contact property owners so you could actually skip trace them if you wanted to. Automate your leads with List Automator. We're going to talk about that. That's super powerful. You can target marketing, build your team, and the mobile app, seven-day free trial. All right, go to PropStreamJoe.com. Let's look at the lists that you can pull in PropStream. What's a good county that we should look at, Burton, or um, zip
1: code? Any would work, but uh, one that I was recently focusing on was uh, Berks County, PA, would work. How do you so, how do you spell that? B-E-R-K-S, county. I'm from Southern California, so this is something that was brought up during a demonstration I did, and it's a pretty good county. So. When you're in this county, you can go straight into our filter, just to the right of. What, the is, what is where is that? By the way, it's, okay, so it's kind of. It's, I think it's in Reading, Pennsylvania. It's that market. Okay. Cool. So as you said earlier, nationwide data. So yeah. me, a California kid, can search on the East Coast if I wanted to. And yeah. here you have it. There's a 160,000 records right. in our database that we can essentially go into and manipulate. Nice. Now, okay. one of the best things I, I encourage, the, the best practice really is right after you get your results, just immediately go into the filter uh, just to the right of the search bar. Yep. It, and from there you can start with any of our quick list choices so we have 19 categories for you to identify and essentially these 19 categories are either a list of distressed owners or a list of potential like buyers or flippers so you can Mm -hmm. use any of these 19 categories to identify an off-market distressed property or identify a buyer
0: oh let me show you something guys you can do vacants liens pre-foreclosures auctions bank owned buyers cash buyers, high equity, free and clear, bankruptcy, divorce, tax delinquents, flippers, failed listings, senior owners, vacant land, which I've been using more and more of, by the way, tired landlords, zombie properties, and pre-probates. Now, one of the things I always say to people is you should always try to find your buyers first. And the thing I like about flippers, check this out. If I click flippers, these are investors that bought a property recently, have fixed it up, and are now selling it on the MLS. Do you think those rehabbers might be looking for Another property to fix up, right? If we just look at this first one, for example, and you can look at the pictures here, you can see they've come into this house and they fixed it up. All right. And now they're selling it. Well, that investor who's fixed it up might be looking for another property soon to fix up. Here's the company that bought it. All right. And the other cool thing is you can go to MLS details and find the listing agent. I know it's kind of small and hard to see right now, but you can see here, Pete. Wayner, something like that, is the listing agent of this property. He knows who that investor is that rehabbed it and there's his phone number and there's his email address. So if you're looking for buyers and you've got a property in a certain area, you can call the agents, of these, re, of these properties that are listed. And you can send a letter or skip trace and call the actual owner of the properties and say, hey, are you looking for more deals in this area?
1: We, we've actually even expanded that a little bit more as well in the last few months. If you go into the comparables and nearby listing section as well, yep. when running comps, you also have a new category that's right there called flip comps. Uh, it's the second box. Ah. Uh, so what you can do, there's no results now, but you might need to go maybe two miles out, might be a, a large environment. But This does the same thing. It shows you a property that was bought and then flipped within a two year span. Um, And what's really cool about this is that you'll be able to see the purchase price of when it was bought, as well as the uh, sell amount, the ARV, after it was listed and sold. So that's a new area that we've expanded on, essentially. Nice. And you can look
0: to see who the cash buyers are. In that yep. neighborhood. These are investors that have bought properties with cash. Some of them are owner occupants, some of them are investors. Yeah, but comps are amazing. So let's look at this house in particular. We can see that it was owned, it's owned currently by Darnock Group. Uh, they've owned it for four months. So this is a flipper property, right? It's non owner occupied, it's corporate. They bought it with cash. Cool. You can get the details about the property itself. It's a two bedroom, one bath it's 962 square feet, all of the information from the county, the tax assessors, you can see the prior sale information, you can see that they bought it for 180.
1: And right? so this is essentially what we've like done for the last 15 years is, yeah, you know, we've taken the the property data, the financial data, like the mortgage information, the tax information, and the situational data, the cash sale, the MLS details. Now you got to imagine 15 years ago, if this property owner were to have called you because they sent got your postcard, you didn't have this information readily in front of you at a, click of a button. We did the hard work of getting the data uh, from different providers and and bringing it together. It's almost like taking a a cookie and crumbling it and then getting all those crumbs and piecing that cookie back together. That's what PropStream has done for you over the last 15 years. And just recently, we added a new data set called the pre-probate data. And what this will identify is if anybody is on title that has passed away. So... Just like our cash transactions, our mortgage transaction, every time we get a record, we connect it to that property. And so our new one is pre-probate. So a different provider, a unique provider, we've been able to capture their data and connect it with our existing data. So when you click on any of these results here, right off the bat in property details, you'll see right there the deceased owner tab. And it'll tell you whether it's deceased owner too. It's right there on that. First area, ownership info, right next to Ralph's name. You see it down Uh, below to your
0: deceased owner, too.
1: So we've been able to identify a deceased owner whose name is still on title, right? So again, this is a separate data set. But we took that information and pieced it together. So in this scenario, you can see someone has passed away. You can see the property was on market. So if you click on the MLS details, you can see that they tried to uh, sell the property and actually did sell. So the property was just sold recently. But these are things that we could never have seen together back in the day, and we've done the hard work of piecing that information together for you guys.
0: Now some of these, you know, are currently listed for sale, so you might not want to market to those, but You know, there are so many good lists here to target. I like vacants. These are properties, there's a thousand of them that for some reason or another, the the mail is from the post office is maybe being returned because there's nobody there to receive the mail. Absolutely. A lot of these are vacant homes. And so you can put them into a list. You can skip trace them and call them. Text them, send them letters, send the owners letters, right?
1: And another thing I I explain to people about our our filtering where you're at right now is um, if you click on it, you can actually not choose a list. A lot of the times people tend to believe that a lead has to do with a list. Uh, For the last 10 years I've been working here, I've been trying to encourage people that a lead is not always a list. And what Mm. makes PropStream unique is that because we've connected the property data the financial data, and the situational data, um, you can actually build whatever you'd like with that information. So like for this example here, Joe, once you're done with this, I'm gonna show you guys a a unique search that no one's doing because everybody's so used to grabbing a list. Uh, It's what I call the, the four golden rules. And hopefully you'll learn a little bit from that.
0: Yeah, let me show you my favorite list to cold call. All right, I'm looking for high equity, absentee owners, single families. All right, and I go here to ownership info and I want somebody that's owned that rental property for at least five years, and because I have to skip trace them, I need to make sure they're individuals so they're not corporate owned. And boom, just like that, I have 8,100 properties that are owned by an individual absentee owner with a lot of equity, and they've owned it for at least five years. If five years is too long, not long enough, maybe I'll do 10 years. They've owned it for at least 10 years. There you go, there's 6,100. Now, some of them might be duplicates, all right? But that's a great list that you can start cold calling and marketing to. You know they have equity, they've owned it for a long time, there's probably a lot of deferred maintenance, a good chance one of those owners are gonna be a tired landlord who just wants to sell their house and get rid of it. A lot of these are free and clear too. So you could structure, you could make owner financing offers to them as well.
1: Super cool. Absolutely. And then um, again, the one thing I wanna show you guys is this what I call the four golden rules. And we're the only system that has really thought outside the box. So remember, Uh a lead isn't a list. Uh, it's a good starting point to choose a list and go from there. But remember, a lead is not a list. A lead is a homeowner facing some sort of situation. And these are my four golden rules. If you follow them, you should always find a lead in any market. So rule number one is once you get your results, go into the MLS status and make sure it's off market. So go into that MLS area and make sure it's off market. Otherwise, you're going to have to deal with an agent, right? So it's first decision made on or off market. Yeah. The second rule is you would go into the valuation and equity info and apply a minimum amount of equity, right? Now, I say minimum because it really depends on the investment strategies you know and can implement. If you're just wholesaling and fix and flipping, you're probably gonna want high equity. If you can do short sales and creative seller financing, you can do low equity. But this is always rule number two, Mm-hmm. make sure it's off market first, make sure it has that minimum amount of equity you need to implement your strategy. Good. Now rule number 3 are your property and ownership preferences. Property Stream has so much data that we can go into the property characteristics section or ownership info right now and specify like Joe did whether we want to speak to an individual owned property, something that's been owned for 10 years okay. and then Rule number four, after you apply your ownership and property characteristics, is the homeowner situation, right? Now, rule number four, we tend to lean on a list a little bit, right? We, we, we tend to say, look, it's off market, it has equity, it's owned for 10 years by a person, now I need a list. That's not necessarily the case. Like for this example, let's go to property characteristics and let's use that as leverage. So okay. what we're going to look for is property type residential single family so we'll do single family there. And for bedrooms, we'll do a minimum of three. And for bathroom, we'll do a maximum of one. So while everybody's pulling a list, here are 11,000 properties that have had to share one bathroom for 10 years. Huh. That's a possibility of a lead. And I'll tell you right now, if you get a three-bedroom, one-bathroom property on contract, your buyers are going to fall in love with you because they're going to want to put a second bathroom in there and get a higher ROI. Yeah. So. This is what I call my four golden rules it 's looking for off market properties with equity with your property and owner preferences, and then that homeowner situation, which it could be property characteristics it could be having multiple mortgages it could be owning in a different or owning a property in a different state it doesn 't necessarily have to be a list and these are what a lot of investors are overlooking. Because uh, right now, if you go to Quicklist Choices, and let's say we forced you to choose a list. So go to Quicklist Choices, Joe, and choose, let's say, liens. Look what happens to those 11,000 properties. So go ahead. There you go. You now go down to five properties. Yeah. So out of those 11,000 properties of people having to share one bathroom for 10 years, only five of them weren't making a payment. Does that mean the other 11,000 are not interested in selling? I'll let you make that decision. So mm-hmm. what we've done, again, the hard work, connected the property data, the financial data, and the situational data, so you can come up with things like this that no one is thinking about, Yeah, people that have had to share one bathroom.
0: I love that. All right, so talk about real quick, what
1: is this pre-probate? Again, this is people that have recently deceased. Well, we don't have the exact time frame, but what it is identifying is that there is a person on title that has passed away. Um, They could have passed away months ago, years ago. We are not legally able to show you exactly when. But what it is identifying is that a deceased person is on title. Now, this gives you the ability to now go in there and identify these properties and provide your services, whether you're listing the property, helping refinance or looking to buy the property. But not Mm -hmm. only did we tie or bring in this new record, but as Joe is doing right now, we've connected it with our other data. So you can say pre probate, 10 years of ownership with equity, single family. Heck, you can even go into the MLS area and even look for ones that might've failed on the market because they tried to sell recently. So you can say no and status right below it, you would just choose failed. So you see that status drop down. So here are the off market, pre-probate properties, and yeah, you can use the status bar right there and look for anything that failed, right? So we know they tried to sell with an agent, didn't Mm -hmm. work out. Now you can come in there and be that alternative option.
0: There's 62 properties. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, Let's talk about what are the other lists that we have here zombie properties. What are zombie properties?
1: So it's just a terminology. It's been around for a while. It's really just a pre foreclosure. That's also vacant at the same time.
0: Okay. Tired landlords. How do you come up with that list?
1: So it's a, thing that we've been doing for a while. It's essentially a non-owner-occupied property with a minimum years of ownership, and that being 15 years or more. Nice. We use 15 years because it's the 50% mark when it comes to a traditional mortgage. Nice. Vacant
0: land. Um, We've been doing a lot of vacant land in rural counties, which is a great it's not going to be 100% accurate. Sometimes it's hard for the county to tell you whether it's vacant, but it's going to get you 90% of the way there. Senior owners, let's talk about that. What is, what is So a senior, senior
1: owner is either someone who's owned the property for 25 years or more, they're paying a senior citizen tax exemption, or they have a reverse mortgage.
0: Wow. So do you do any kind of, do you recommend like uh, 50% equity more on senior owners?
1: Uh, that would be great. Uh, most of the times you're going to find out that some of these would all be obviously already have a lot of equity right. yeah, so um, or are change. free and clear. But this list can also be a list where you can add motivation, like maybe a senior owner and go into the mortgage information at the very bottom there. And maybe a senior owner with one or two mortgages, which is the first dropdown menu, right? Already on a fixed income and you still have a one or two mortgages on the property. That could be a reason to mm. want to sell, get the proceeds and go to something more affordable. I've seen clever searches, like someone went into the property characteristics the other day and in our property characteristics at the very bottom right, there's numbers of stories. So senior owners in a minimum two-story building was a a good search I saw. I thought that was clever because they were looking for anybody that was tired of going up and down, up and down. So again, we've connected the, the data with the property data and the financial data so we can do what we're doing right now. Senior owner with two mortgages and has to walk up and down uh, the flight of stairs and that could be the many reasons as to why nice. they want to sell
0: so okay what what are the and I don't know if you can answer this for me. I'll ask it anyway though. But what are the monthly download limits that
1: you can get? Um, you can get so when on your basic subscription, it's ten thousand records every month. But the max that you can get, if you're willing to get that package, is a hundred thousand records on a month-to-month. My basis. My gosh! So
0: even at the minimum one of ten thousand a month, that's a month. That's a penny, one penny per download. All right, guys. I mean, I don't know. I used to go. My I used to get my leads from ListSource. Oh, whew, yeah. And I, I don't know if I can mention them. <laughs> but oh my gosh, it's like 20 cents to 30 cents, right? So, you know, people have to charge for some things, but you've got flipped, failed listings, flippers, tax delinquencies, divorce, bankruptcies. This is amazing, really good. I was just looking at a property right before we did this podcast on Carroll Street in Savannah, Georgia, all right? And I found this property on Redfin. I just want to show you guys Well, you're not gonna be able to see it. Oh, let me copy it here. Okay, I'll explain the story here and why I like PropStream so much. So I was looking at this property in Savannah, Georgia. We wanted to make them an offer, all right? It has been listed for $108,000 and it's been on the market for 352 days, built in 1975, and I tried calling the realtors just to see what's going on with this property. Why hasn't it sold yet? Well, it hasn't sold yet because it needs a lot of work. And, no, you know, only an investor would probably buy this and they're probably asking too much. Right. So, one of the things I like to look at is, you know, looking in here at PropStream, guess what? You can see who owns it. It's a bank. No wonder. Right. No wonder the bank is not like they're not desperate, and motivated to sell it. You know, they, You know, who knows? They may even be keeping it on their books because they can write it off as a loss. I don't know how the banks look at this stuff, but you know, no wonder no one's gone in to clean it up or fix it up. It's a bank owned property. You can see it's a corporate owned property. You can sometimes see in here the foreclosure history, depending on the county. A lot of this data that PropStream gets is limited based on what the county makes available, but you can see it was last sold in 2005. And the previous owner was
1: Carlton. The the transaction history will show you more information too. So uh, mortgage and trans, there you go. Uh, Oh yeah, here it is. Mortgage and transaction history. There you go. So you can see more of that information as well. So they bought it, like you said, 15 years ago. So they've owned, there's no real rush for them to sell it at any low price. They own this property outright. so. So it's
0: interesting though, the previous owner was, if I go to property details, Durham, Charlton. So I think what might've happened is they maybe bought it with cash, put a mortgage on it, Maybe a private mortgage. Somehow, I don't know. Got into the bank, but here we go. If we wanted to contact the bank, there's the address. If we wanted to send the bank a letter, right? You can go here into MLS details and see who the listing agent is. This is so cool. There's the phone number of the listing agent. Because here at PropStream, I want to. F- I know the agent is David Thomas, but guess what? I can't find his phone number anywhere on here for, for whatever reason. Realtors just don't like be t- talk to people. They don't like to be talked to. This is a buyer's agent. A lot of times Redfin, Zillow, they will only give you the contact information of the buyer's agent who's paying them to get a spot on those pages, right? So it's really hard to find the property detail history to find who the listing agent is. But guess what? If you copy and paste this address into PropStream, this is where I use it 99% of the time. I can see the history of the property. I can see who the agent is. I've got two different phone numbers here. And guess what else? I get the email for the agent. So I can email the agent and say, hey, can you tell me a little bit more about this property? I'm, I'm, I'd I'm be interested in it. I could go to comps. Let's say now I'm looking at this property. I'm ready to make a cash offer. It automatically, it might be hard to see here, but it automatically puts a date range of a year in here. And it gives me plus or minus, I don't know, 25, 35% square foot and a half mile radius. And look at these comps that I get. And I can sort this by price and I can see the low-end comps here. And I know I'm going to need to be in that price range. If I want more comps, I just make the, the range distance a little bigger, maybe one mile. Now I have 18 comps sort it by amount. And there you go. I can see, well, I'm going to probably need to be, they're asking 108, right? 108, but I'm looking at sold comps here for properties that need work. I'm going to need to be in around 50, $60,000 to make this work. Once I fix it up, I can sort it the other way. You know, I might be able to sell it for 160, 150 fixed up. That's the powerful thing about these comps. And you can get public records or MLS or both comps, right? Absolutely. Love it. All right. Uh, there's another feature I want to talk about. Is that all right? I'm
1: kind of stealing your thunder, Burton. Oh, no, no. I mean, you've learned a lot. So this is great that everybody gets to see how you're actually using it. So you're not stealing anything. I'm no, actually right. proud so of you.
0: <laughs> let's say I get that property under contract. And I know it's right there in the center of the map. And maybe, you know, you can show me even a better way to do this. And I want to I want to know, all right, well, let's say I get it under contract. And I want to know who are the other investors that own property in that neighborhood Guess what? I'm going to click on this little draw icon here. I'm just going to start clicking. You can kind of see the map starting to shade in my area. All right. I'm going to click search. And what it's going to do is it's going to search for all the property owners right there in that area. And I need to reset this. All right. There's 1,900 records in that area I just shaded. All right. But I want to know who are the investors that bought property in the last year. So it's real simple. I'm going to go to owner occupied. no ownership info, max one. Maybe there's a better way to do this, but here we go. Boom. There are absentee owners owned one year or less, 31 investors that have purchased properties in that area. I don't know if they bought with cash or with a loan, it doesn't matter. And so I can now highlight all of them, add them to a list, skip trace them, get their phone numbers, get their addresses. I can send them letters. Hey, I got another property in the area. Are you looking to buy another deal, right? And the other cool thing is I can go here also. Let me reset that. And sometimes I might even get the uh, the flippers. Now, there's no, none in that area, right? But I can find...
1: Sometimes you can find rental listings in there too. If you go to Quicklist Choices and uh, keep it blank and then go to MLS status. Okay. And look for anything listed, usually under 10,000. So if you go to max 10,000 for listing amount, you can sometimes cash rental listings. Oh, so there well, you go. That. So you can see where it says sold price. Actually, um well, look at it. Go. go to the MLS details, and you'll see the the rental prices there.
0: L- Iona, I don't know how to pronounce your name, and there's your phone number. So she is maybe a lease, leasing agent. So she helped this landlord find a tenant, or she listed the property
1: to sell. And what's cool about it too is like because it came from the MLS, you get to see like on the first area of the MLS details, you get to see the sell amount or the the rent amount. So this property is being 25. rent for eight twenty five. It's a two bedroom, one bathroom. And you can sometimes see the photos of the what it looks like when it's being rented. So now I know, okay, if I want to rent a property in this neighborhood and it's a two bedroom, one bathroom, if I could make it look like this property, it can rent for eight hundred and twenty five a month, just like this uh-huh. property. So it gives you kind of a, a great comparison. So now who, who am I going to call?
0: Who am I going to call to help me find the tenant?
1: There you go. Uh, <laughs> so
0: Iona Mitchell, and she might even know who the landlord is, who owns this property, who. This property owner is Richard Fraser, and this is their address. And here's the other cool thing I didn't even talk about this. If I want to see how many other properties that Richard Fraser owns, I can click on Linked Properties. I can see that he owns four other properties. He's got about um, loan. This is crazy. He owns about one sixty six. Has about two hundred fifty five thousand dollars in equity. I can see the other properties that he owns, and I can know this is you know this is an active investor. Yep. Cool. All right. So like now I can go and I can contact these agents or these owners and contact them about the the property. Let me show you guys one other thing that I really like. And I don't want to get too technique technically involved, but I'm going to do my best to show you the list automator. All right. Now explain what the list automator is, Burton, while I pull this up.
1: So for the last 15 years, we've been obviously collecting data. There was one thing that we discovered that was just Common. It's still happening today. An investor will buy a list from any provider, and let's say a thousand properties are on this list. Then they'll market to this list. So that includes skip tracing that thousand properties and then setting postcards for the next three to four months. Well, two things are happening. A, the list that you built with that said criteria that you want, more records are going to keep hitting that provider over the next few days, over the next few weeks after you initially built your list. So List Automator can notify you every time a new record shows up with your list's criteria. So that's the important part. You never have to search the list again to essentially know what the new records are. The second important part is that the properties that you did save with that said criteria will now be monitored every day going forward. And if Mm -hmm. at any point any of those properties that you save no longer meet your criteria we actually take them out of your marketing list, right? So if you're asking for off-market properties and you have 1,000 off-market properties, and next Monday when you log in, 30 of them go on market, we remove the 30 from your list of 1,000 so you don't send 1,000 postcards. You send 970 postcards next Monday. Saves you time, it saves you money, and that's what List Automator does. Yep.
0: I'm going to show you guys something here that is super awesome, (laughs)
1: Right. <laughs> You're showing... Okay, another thing too it does that Joe's gonna show you is our import feature. So yes. if, if you want our data on top of any external providers list, you know, make better decisions, you can definitely do that. And Joe's gonna show you a live example right now.
0: All right, so one of the things I like to target are properties that have been on the MLS for over 60 days. And so what I did is I went into Savannah. This is where we were just earlier today looking for some deals. I looked for houses priced between 50 to 100, houses only, Okay. Two plus bedrooms. I don't care about size or baths. And I went right here to time on Redfin more than 60 days. Okay. I scrolled down. I also don't want new construction. So I said that had to have been built before 2017. Now the market is white hot right now. Okay. We get it. But still there are 234 homes in this area. And I zoomed out or zoom, you can zoom in or zoom out to get more or less that haven't sold yet. They've been on the market for 60 days or more. Why is that? Well, they're probably overpriced. What if I could send a letter or an email to the owners or call the owners or the realtors? I could send an email to the realtors. I could send a letter to the owner saying, hey, this house you have right now for 309,900 looks like a beautiful house. What if I could get you your price of 309,900? Would you consider something like seller financing or lease purchase, okay? This house, the market is white hot. Why has this thing been on the market for 70 days and not sell yet? Well, it just it went back on the market due to no far fault of the seller, right? So maybe they're ready to sell. You know, Maybe they're, you know, they can sell it probably pretty quickly again. So now what do you do? You have this list of 234 homes. I'm gonna scroll down to the bottom here of Redfin and I'm gonna click download all and it's gonna download all of those properties into a spreadsheet, but it's only gonna give me the address of the property and maybe the, the list price and the square footage and beds and baths. I don't have any information on the owner I don't have any information on which ones, you know, how much is owed on the properties. What, you know, does it have a lot of equity or which ones don't? And so what I did is I have here in this spreadsheet, what I just downloaded from Redfin. And you can see here, we have the address, the city, state zip of the property. I don't know the owner's address or information, just the property address information, the list price of the property, the beds, the baths, square footage, and all that stuff. Well, what if, I could go here to PropStream and 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 help me out here to make sure I'm doing this right, okay, Burton? Yeah. I'm going to go here to my properties. Correct. I'm going to go to import list here. This might take a minute. I'm using a lot of bandwidth for this presentation here, so I'm going to do import list. Mm-hmm. Now I need to put them into a template. Yes.
1: Yeah, so you'll download one of our. Three I'm going to download
0: one of these templates here, and I, you can't see this, but it's just a it's another template that um, is in Microsoft Excel. I'm just going to take the data from this spreadsheet right here. I'm just going to copy and paste the address, city, state, zip, of all of these properties. I'm gonna to go to the bottom, all right, and copy those addresses. I'm gonna paste them into my spreadsheet right here. All right, I just have to clean the formatting up a little bit. I wish I could show this to you, but trust me on this here, and I'll show you what it looks like. All right, so now I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna save it. All right, now, I have it saved in the spreadsheet. Now I'm going to click choose file. And I'm going to choose that file I just saved. And I'm going to create a new one. Let's just call this Demo Georgia. Save. That's going to take a minute. But what it's doing is it's importing in those, how many records do they have? 234 records. It's importing them into PropStream right now. And here's the crazy thing when you see this, it's gonna show me all of the ones that are vacant, that are free and clear. All right, there it goes. The 202 properties were saved. So some of them didn't have complete addresses or something. 32 of them failed, okay? Now I could download a report if I wanted to, but now I'm gonna go here to my marketing lists and it was called Demo uh, Georgia, there it is. All right, look at this, check this out. <laughs> this is crazy. So Of the 202 properties that have been on the market now for over 60 days, I can see here on this, on this table here and I can download this into a spreadsheet, you know. I can find the owner's name, Libby Peck, Patricia whatever. I can see the mailing address of the owner so I can see which ones of these are absentee owners, which ones are vacant. I can scroll over. I can see the the property information from the county records, the last time it sold, what it sold for last time, uh, which ones are free and clear. I can see the the, the remaining balance of any open loans. Uh, some of these are showing as fail that, that that they just haven't been um, updated yet or that's from, you know, a year yeah, ago. Yeah, and, and,
1: and a little bit of what you did too is that uh, you pulled some for sell by owners, which we don't collect. Oh, that's right. So that yeah. you're going to see some of them there. Um, but as you can see at the very top, we've even provided categories for you so you'll see 10 categories that you can click on and just immediately isolate just that category so like if you don't do negative equity you can click on those five negative equity and just immediately delete them or move them into a different marketing list and give them to someone who else who can
0: or what if you send marketing to all of the low equity and negative equities and offer them a subject to or a lease option or something like that right what if you download all the free and clear's right here, you can download all of the free and clears. And let me just show you, this is so cool. And you can take that and you can export it or you could do a new campaign. You could click on new campaign right here. You could skip trace them or start a postcard campaign to them.
1: And every one of those boxes at the top can also be refined. Like you mentioned sub two. So you see the low equity box and that little icon at the top. If you click on that, it allows you to add more. So you literally have our data. So I could say low equity and go into the mortgage information and say, must have one mortgage so we can actually do a sub two on it. Right. So. Mm -hmm there you go. And then you hit apply at the bottom or two. two, And now we're going to show you how many of your low equity properties that you just imported. Remember, you didn't know anything about these properties, but you just imported it. And now 43 of your low equity properties, you knew nothing about have one or two mortgages that you can now do your sub two on.
0: Yeah. And so you could also go in and say, all right, from these, show me all the ones that are absentee owners,
1: individually owned certain equity. Yeah. All no, of that stuff can have re- owned it
0: for at least you know th- I don't know three years or whatever you want to put on there. Click apply. Now it's brought it down to nine, right? But again, here's the cool thing, guys. You can take this list now of free and clear homes. You can highlight all of them, export it into excuse me, export it into a spreadsheet, and now you can send. And uh, guys, I've done. <laughs> I I if you're doing lease options or owner financing or subject twos, guys, this is killer. It works like crazy. You can send the owners a letter. Saying, hey, my name is Joe. I'm an investor. I'd like to, I'm looking for to buy more properties in the uh, Waterboro, Walterboro area of South Carolina there. I'm, I'd like to make an offer to buy your house at 474 Hampton Street, but I would like to rent it for a year or so first. Or you could say, I'd like to buy your house and pay you, you know, whatever they're asking for $399,000 for this house. But if I could offer you, Three ninety nine dollars for the house. Would you be willing to owner finance or lease purchase? Okay. You could also send a letter that we've sent, something like this. This works really, really well. It's, it's a, a handwritten yellow letter from my wife. Hi, my name is Victoria. My husband and I are looking for a property that we can lease for a year or two and then buy. If you're interested, please call me. Okay. Now, somebody's freaking out like, oh my gosh, you're going behind the sign or you're going around the sign or whatever. No, listen, I put there on the letter. Listen, if your house is listed with an agent, uh, please disregard this letter or give this letter to them all right yeah and a lot of times you're going to get the phone numbers and email addresses of the realtors in here as well so when you export this out there's a tool that I like to use called gmass.co i can i can download those emails of all those realtors and send them an email, hey, I see that you have this property at, and it merges in the address. Um, If if I could get them their asking price, would they consider something creative like seller financing or lease purchase, all right? And GMAS will send those emails. So I know I'm getting techie and advanced here, but like, this is why I get excited about PropStream, because I love marketing, I love data, and this makes it so much easier, you know? And you can go in here and do a postcard campaign, for example, and choose from any one of these postcards. And I have a postcard that I created here. It's just a handwritten postcard, and it doesn't have any graphics on it. Okay, and it says, "Hey seller's name. My name is Bob, and I'd like to buy your house at address. Cool. Anything else, Burton? Did I uh, <laughs> did I forget, or am I talking? No, I just more? I
1: honestly don't don't think we have enough time to ever go over what Proption can ultimately offer at its full capacity. There's so much." Things that it can do from the the small things to, you know, stacking data, to skip tracing, to marketing, to the list automated import feature, the mobile app. I mean, like we could be here for a full day and it still wouldn't be enough. But I think what we've shown so far is a substantial amount to show, you know, the power of PropStream. What we've done on the back end and because of the hard work of us connecting the data that nobody wanted to do 15 years ago, that's where we're at today, where you can come up with these amazing strategies or just think of certain things to identify rent values, what buyers are willing to pay for, ARV, and et cetera. So, thank you for showing. Thanks for having me. And thank you for allowing us to show this to your audience, Joe.
0: You got some good comments here from folks. This is somebody I don't know your name. Sorry, but it says, I'm Watching you, gentlemen, live from Italy. I love it. It's 9 p.m. here. I love Prop Stream. My VA runs comps for me. Uh, your training videos helped me so much. Now, uh, this is what I've done this many times. Uh, traveled in an RV or in Europe for months at a time, and when you're traveling around the world, you need one place that you can go to to get data. and you need places where your VAs can go and get the data for you and do this work for you. Somebody is asking here, and I can't put it up if if Propstream is better than a competitor. I'm not going to put up the competitor's name, but um, yes, the answer is yes. This other person says, PropStream gives you everything to do your deal analysis comps. Shows current balance, equity in the property. Highly, highly recommend. Joe, great idea. Listing agent with cash buyers. Ozzy says, I love PropStream. I use it right here at Home Canada. Do you, do you provide data from Canada, or is he saying he's from Canada? No, he's, uh, he's
1: from Canada using da- our data to buy properties in the U.S., it looks like.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you don't do data in Canada or any other country?
1: No, it's, it's really hard. We've actually looked into it. It's not an easy task because their privacy laws are a lot more stricter than ours. Yeah. Um, so just to collect data there is, is really, really, really rough. But um, he's virtually. Oh, I, doing hopefully deals. one day we might be global, but it's a matter of just the politics and logistics of it all.
0: I love it. He's uh, doing deals virtually in Canada, in the U.S. He's buying properties. Properties left and right here in the states, awesome. Do somebody else is has a deal they want to partner with on six hundred acres? If it's a good deal, shoot shoot me an email, Joe at joemacauld.com. Alan, what's up, Burton?
1: Hey, Alan, what's going on? Uh, right. It's good to see you.
0: Somebody else is asking about skip tracing. Is their skip tracing good as another competitor? Talk about your skip tracing. Where do you get the data from? Is it good? How good is it?
1: Well, that's a great question. So we, we get our data from six providers. Um, so it's a multitude of different providers that we're collecting our data from. I, I can't name their name only because of our pricing. We have such ridiculous pricing. It's $0.12. Cents, If you get results, right? So because of that, I can't mention their name. It just would cause conflicts with their other accounts. But in terms of accuracy, I I don't give a percentage or I'm not here to sell. So accuracy, I can never give you a number on the hit rate is really high, you're going to get like an 80 90% plus when it comes to hit rate, hit rate means the return of contact information. As for the accuracy, I don't answer that we don't answer that is because we can't control the external variables that happen to that phone number. So like, for example, someone might write out an application with a phone number and email on January. And that phone number and email is accurate and working in January. But then they come into a bankruptcy or they go into pre-foreclosure in June, a few months later. Well, when you skip trace that property order, you're getting the phone number from January. But because so many things have happened since then, like bankruptcy, the pre-foreclosure, maybe they're not paying their bill anymore. Well, they get tired of
0: getting calls from debt collectors. Exactly. So you get
1: (laughs) wrong phone numbers. You get people that stop paying their phone bill because people keep calling them. So we never give an answer to accuracy. But I will say from personal experience, accuracy is actually governed by the list that you skip trace. So, for example, if you skip trace a list of cash buyers versus a list of pre foreclosures, you're bound to get more answers on the cash buyers uh, list because they're people with money. Oh,
0: you lose Burton.
1: Oh, you're back. You're back. Oh again. yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, I mean, skip tracing accuracy. We don't give you an answer, but uh, external variables will play a factor, like the type of list um, that you're you're uh, skip tracing, I, and usually the higher the stress. List like if it's pre foreclosure or bankruptcy, the higher of uh, disconnected numbers you're going to get, or people saying you got the wrong phone number. It's just the yeah. the name of the game.
0: Scott, thank you. Great stuff, Joe and Burton, he
1: says. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it.
0: All right, guys. Hey, listen, I hope we didn't dive too deep and overwhelm you guys with all the details and exciting things that PropStream does. Um, I I use it literally a dozen times a day and uh, my students use it. It's a great tool. Go check it out, propstreamjoe.com. You get a seven-day free trial. And thank you, Burton, for being on the show. Thanks for having
1: me, guys. And we'll be back to show you guys some new features coming up this year. So thank you, guys. Cool. All right, we'll see you all later, everybody. Bye-bye.